This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The 40,000-foot view of Chicago border trade markets takes seven. December corn positively gapped higher to start the week and broke initial resistance at 541 to better test the high. There is chart resistance at 548 to 552 near the high. If broken, then upside potential is open to 576 to 581 as the next technical targeted resistance. Bulls need the Sunday night chart gap to remain open. The outcome will be weather forecast and rain event driven. Looking back through the looking glass, the rainfall pattern for the last month was opposite the rainfall pattern of recent years. While there are still pockets of drought everywhere that rains have yet to quench, the primary region of new drought is in Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Missouri, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. As the El Nino digs in, these drought areas should shrink too in the coming months. Some note that set droughts are not broken with the first forecast. That takes actual rain. As we are seeing, it often takes longer to develop than expected. Corn condition ratings in the eastern Corn Belt have suffered for it. Favorable basis levels have long impacted the plains and western Corn Belt region because of a trifecta of short crops. This region appears to be set up for a potential recovery. So regardless of the market, the basis is very much at risk there. Old crop corn basis levels collapsed where we live in northwest Iowa last week as farmers opened bin doors for sales on the rally. Ethanol plant basis here plunged from 85 cents over to 60 cents over Chicago border trade in a week. Even if July corn reaches the 623 continuation chart gap filling objective, cash bids would not recover to winter levels because of the deteriorating basis. Our ethanol cash corn price Friday was about a dollar a bushel, under what it would have taken to match our December sales price, plus the cost of carry. New crop corn ethanol plant basis here is 20 cents under Chicago. We've gotten used to selling at a premium to the CBOT in our region, and that may be at risk of fading away going forward. Climate scientist Eric Snodgrass issued a study of U.S. moisture conditions in trendline higher corn production years and found that they had dry Junes followed by more favorable July-August. With an El Nino building that is in the cards, he noted that this June was even more dry than the study average, but expects the trend of improving moisture will again win out this year. It is not the weather that we have had that will determine whether the USDA high yield forecast is right, but the weather that is still coming the rest of the season. I feel that I almost have to apologize, but we have gotten subsoil moisture recharge this spring, and timely rains continue here in northwest Iowa. We've been accumulating growing degree days without stress. We are looking for shoulder-high corn by the 4th of July. The Enzo crossed the Rubicon some time ago and has soared to where some are already calling in an official El Nino. The lagging timing of the transition may have negatively impacted corn slightly, but if it follows through, the timing should be pretty darn ideal for soybeans, which are made in August. The 90-day SOI was last at a positive 6.8, which was still short of an El Nino confirming at a positive 8. The SLI does pulse, and the most recent change was toward weakening. I expect the SOI to cross the 90-day target in the next surge. Iowa State University Dr. Elwin Taylor set the benchmark for El Nino at a positive 8, 
And he said that was close enough for government work. He also said the SOI is the best ENSO correlation for U.S. Corn Belt crop conditions. The latest world map showing ocean temperatures is updating in the direction of El Nino as well. Peruvian fishermen are going to be looking at a poor anchovy harvest off their coast of South America this Christmas, as very warm water has accumulated there. For us, the water off the west coast has been warming as the PDO fades, with blue being replaced by more red as waters warm there too. This has a lot to do with the improved moisture flow into the plain states. Warm water off the coast of California and a Bermuda High are needed to feed moisture and systems into the Corn Belt. We've been getting our moisture from the west, with moisture from the Gulf mostly being shut off. All of the weather factors that could give us the USDA high yields forecast appear to be developing, but they've not quite reached the point of being locked in yet. At this point in time, there's also no reason to think that they won't, but we are fast reaching the inflection point where enough of the Corn Belt crops are hurt so that USDA yield targets become less likely. I did not think that the USDA would change its yield forecast in the June report. They will take a much more in-depth reanalysis of yield projections in their July WASI report. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.